Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Chris Nur, Chief Digital Officer of Synity, a world leader in enterprise data software, and we're partnering with CDO Magazine, MIT CDO IQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers to bring you this series of interviews with thought leaders in data and analytics. Today, I have the great pleasure of talking with Mark Marshalek, Head of Data Governance at Farmers Insurance. Welcome, Mark. Great to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, Chris. Um, so, it, Mark, if we jump right in, uh, you were with Nationwide Insurance for a number of years in a variety of leadership roles. And uh, one of the things that's always interesting to me is you you started on the business side and over time moved into the, the data space. Um, you recently joined Farmers as head of data governance. Congratulations. Um, can you share a bit about the Farmers Insurance organization and your brief in the organization? <laughs> Uh, as uh, as chief of data governance, uh, are you driving growth, efficiency, risk, regulatory management? Are you internally focused, market focused? Kind of give us a sense of, um, you know, your vision for the organization. A a absolutely, and I I've you know obviously joined Farmers Insurance. I've only been here about seven months. Uh, it, it once again, my experience and my background. I'm from the financial services industry, as you as you've seen with my nationwide experience. Uh, Farmers is another one of those world class financial services providers that's primarily focused on PNC uh, PNC insurance uh, across the United States. Um, wonderful company, great culture. Really looking to expand their data and analytic capabilities. And as as they are looking to build that out, that's when they look to bring in a, a head of data governance. And I know you called out a lot. You called out growth. You called out efficiency, risk, regulatory, internal market focused. The the short answer is yes. I as we look forward and we're trying to move our program um, and advance our cause within the farmers organization, we're trying to hit on all of those areas. And I know as we go through our conversation. I'll get into a little more detail as, as to why, but where I usually start is I've got to start bringing business value to the organization. And that's where the growth comes into play. That comes the market focus. I is more As I can get more and more value added to the organization through the governance practices that we're looking to implement, that's where I'll start to get the traction and interest for moving the program forward and really create that enterprise scale that they're, that they're looking for. So, yeah, covering them all, and it's exciting, yeah, I, exciting and challenging. I I, uh, I love that answer, and you know, I I realize there are a lot of dimensions to that, but it's sort of a, in in talking to uh, to chief data officers in general, what I find is that 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 is the answer. You're sort of mixing all of these things together, and and I like your perspective that you know how you get energy behind these programs and kind of build a data culture is by showing real business value. That you know, it's about financial results, and it's about improving differentiation and improving your end customer's experience. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And and where I'm coming from, that's the way you get that traction. You're not going to get. You're going to be in a lot of instances asking work of individuals, both in the business and the IT organization, that's over and above existing tasks. If I can link that back to some sort of value proposition then I know I've got the hook. I can take my, my, my mission forward with them as a partner because they see that end value state that we're looking to enable going forward. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so, so um, you, you mentioned the, the business IT thing. Let, let's talk about that. Is, are, are you reporting up um, into the business, into IT? You know, one of the things that I, I found fascinating about data is it's, 
it's kind of a hybrid discipline. So it neither works without business sponsorship, nor does it work without information technology sponsorship. Um, so what, how, how does that work in, uh, in, in farmers? So right now I do report up through the IT organization uh, okay. and our chief data officer. Uh, what I will say, while I report up into the IT organization, my accountabilities and my responsibilities cover both business and IT. Like you, you hit the nail right on the head, Chris, earlier. I can't do the work I need to do without having business on board, as well as IT contributing their resources. So it truly is a balancing act to make sure I got the partnership, I'm clear on what I need from both areas, and I got to keep the relationships fresh and, and, and alive for both of those areas so that I can achieve my overall my overall target going forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what I, what I've found is that that's another one where the answer is yes. So, you know, some, some report into the business, some report into it, some have, you know, different reporting arrangement, but I think universally everyone's very uh, focused on this, you know, kind of hybrid and that, you know, data governance and, and chief data officers are in an orchestration role, kind of bringing different stakeholders together to drive the business and, and really take advantage of that idea of data as an asset. Well, and, and that's what makes these types of roles exciting uh, because you're not really focused in one specific area. There's one day I could be talking to executive sponsors. I could be talking to data stewards. There's a next day I could be talking to IT executives. To, to be able to stay on top of all of those elements and, and stay current and relevant with all that content and all that detail that's needed in order to translate that into the work that we're doing, you know, in my case for data governance, it, it, it's fun. It keeps it exciting. It, it's fresh. It, and it's, it's something that I know I will not be successful if I focus on one area over another. And I love the the part we get to play in both spaces because we can. It shows the value we can bring to the table for all all those areas. I've done uh, some amount of work in the insurance industry, and and you know one of my observations is that that data is, data has a special role in you know what we would normally think of as product development, right? So when you're developing an insurance product, in a sense, the pro a lot of the product is actually made out of data. That's sort of one observation. The other observation <laughs> is that, you know, regulatory, lots of different kinds of data, um, generally fairly siloed. For example, you mentioned, you know, property and casualty. Lines of business are generally fairly segregated. There's a lot of state and federal kind of overlapping regulatory framework. So in, in working with the business, how much of what you do is on what, what I would call probably a bit simplistically the, the product development side versus enabling all of that from kind of all that backend complexity that I, that I just described? And I would say that for the most part, and I'll even take a step back, within the insurance industry, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Data has been our fundamental it has been fundamentally a part of insurance since the time insurance began within the world. You, we cannot do anything. If you think about the risks that we try to assess, you know, the products we tried to build, all of that is based on the data that we, we've aggregated. So data in the insurance industry is nothing new. It, it's very, it's been around, we use it. So when we hear all these you know, concepts, all big data, data and analytics, the insurance industry, although not exciting, not flashy, has really been doing these types of things for years. 
And it's somewhat refreshing to see people now starting to see, gosh, you know, maybe the insurance industry had it right. Maybe data is an asset. Maybe it is something that we can use in a much broader level. And, and my focus, while the product areas are important to an insurance company, a lot of what I, and they rely on the data that my, my team is accountable for providing oversight of, I would say most of our work is really branching out even beyond the product area and the product spaces and working with some of those silos and trying to get an understanding of what data is out there in those silos. How do we have control over that data? And then how do we bring it all back together so that if the product team does want to use some of that information, they have the access, the knowledge, and the awareness of what's out there so that they can take it to their to their uh, analytic models and look to improve the products. But for me, product is not where I spend a ton of time per se. I'm more focused on, let me get my arms around all of this data. Let me catalog. Let me assess. Let me evaluate. Let me define how can I create this global asset that can then be used by anybody across the enterprise uh, to perform whatever data or an analytic scenario they want to walk through. Well, I, I think that's a that's a that's really insightful, Mark. Thank you for that. And and I think so. If I sort of replay that, it's almost like what what I call the world of data operations, right? So it sounds like a lot of your work is sort of focused on creating that high availability, well curated with proper controls, regulatory framework, that set of assets that then the product teams, since the products are basically largely made out of data anyway, they can kind of go and in a more orderly and a more innovative fashion kind of figure out how you can price risk, which essentially is what insurance boils down to. Correct, correct. I think that that's a great synopsis. And and interestingly, you made another point that I just can't resist amplifying for you know for any math geeks in the audience. If if you're you know my age, and at, at one point you took linear algebra, right? Actuarial science, actuarial science is essentially applied linear algebra. Big data and tensor analysis, the way that it's deployed in Google and Facebook and all these technology companies, is is distributed processing on large sets of data, primarily using linear algebra or tensor-based applications. So it's like the technology caught up with actuarial science the way that it's been done for the last hundred years. So just a historical footnote for anyone who doesn't, it's a fascinating, fascinating area of technology. And you know, I think once again, we could, uh, this would take us down another path, uh, maybe for another conversation, but, Data, data. you know, people oftentimes have looked at data. Oh, I'm not a data person. I'm not a data person. In today's environment, I don't think that's an acceptable answer anymore. And I think data, understanding data, being able to use data, uh, that's a discipline that we need to instill across the board, across an enterprise, uh, you know, across our education system, because it is becoming more and more prominent. It is becoming more important and being able to understand how to use data in order to make decisions is going to be a foundational skill. In my opinion, it already is a foundational skill for anybody coming into the business world. And that's what's exciting is a lot of folks have oftentimes said, oh, I'm not a data person, and they kind of wipe their hands. That's, you know, in my opinion, that's not going to fly anymore. And and it, it, it's, it's, it goes against where the world is taking us with the volume of data that's being created, the amount of data that can be used for improved decision-making. It, it's, it's really exciting from my perspective to finally see data getting the attention as a discipline across 
across the business spectrum as opposed to you know kind of that hands off oh you're an expert in that 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 data space yeah that that, that data stuff yeah I I, uh, I I completely agree I think you you raise a good point too which is that you know d- data literacy both for you know folks coming out of, of university and out of grad school but but you know business people and technology people there's so many things available now and it's so ubiquitous actually knowing what they mean and under kind of being able to break down the signal to noise ratio and not just you know throw a bunch of data throw a bunch of analytics to actually back to where you started the conversation like if it's not producing any business value actually the folks who are paying for it don't care so we've really got to do a good job of kind of connecting the the dots on that and, and, and once again, I think that's what's the most exciting thing about the, the data roles that we play today is, it, it, you know, we're not just here taking orders, kicking out information. We're truly challenging the envelope on, well, you asked for this, but do you, are you sure you want this? Because here are the implications and kind of walking folks through uh, what they're what they're asking versus what they would be receiving and I, I think that's what's exciting. And, and, and you know, you, you take the knowledge that you have of data, work with somebody that's trying to, to solve or answer some sort of question. It, it's rewarding and refreshing to work yeah. in that type of capacity and deliver that type of value and help somebody understand a little bit more about the importance of data, how this process can work in a successful way. That's an exciting, uh, that's an exciting it, for me, it's an exciting time. And it's a great opportunity for all of us. Absolutely. Well, I, I so so maybe building on a couple of these points, you know, there I I've observed, I think over the certainly the last 10 years, you know, people love to talk about data governance. Sometimes they lo- love to talk about it more than they love to do it. I, you know, I'm impressed that you're, you know, you're you're in this data governance role. So I, and and from what you've said, obviously you're doing it. Talk to me a little bit about how you design a successful set of programs that builds a data culture and demonstrates those business results. So in, I'm sure you're familiar with this idea. In, in, in core IT, there's been this sort of bimodal or multimodal concept, which is you have sort of, you know, big aircraft carrier style programs, and then you have these little speedboats. So what what's kind of the mix of how you're approaching this coming into a, you know, a marquee role in a big, complicated, world-class organization in terms of that sort of multimodal approach? Well, and I will say, for me to be successful in what I've been focused on thus far, both at Farmers as well as Nationwide, it's the speedboats. Okay. How can I keep these these segments and these programs and these efforts like data cataloging, business glossaries, uh, data quality, how can I keep them siloed enough and small enough that both business and IT can digest it and 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 will be willing to give it a chance as far as implementing some of the practices we recommend, but then also keeping that aircraft carrier mindset that all of these little pieces have to come together at some point to create this uniform uh, uniform program that is is much larger than the, the individual pieces as, as, as a whole uh you know for i'll probably date myself uh so so uh for anybody who has seen the power rangers i think they are a perfect example of what we're talking about here where you have the individuals that have their unique set of skills and capabilities but when they come together they create that much larger uh more powerful entity that's out there 
that's the process that I'm trying to use. And, and what I find when I focus on the smaller pieces initially, it allows me to get those traction elements going. It allows me to get some quick wins. Yeah. It allows me to celebrate. And then now all of a sudden I can start to bring people together to say, okay, let me give a, let me try another piece. Okay. Let me try another piece. You, you've, you know, you've kind of taken me on this journey. You're showing me some value. I'm willing to give you another, another opportunity to show more value. And that's once I get that traction and once I get all of those elements moving together, and I think that's where we're going to come to that more larger program that's going to uh, uh, be much more successful to our organization going forward. I'm wondering, so, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, one observation I've had is that there's there's kind of a risk in the data and analytics space, as you're describing, of getting into sort of like science lab, shiny object syndrome, and you do yeah. you, know, you do a hundred things that have sort of a localized impact, but, but many companies have experienced challenges industrializing them and kind of bringing them up to scale. Now, I think they're actually, to our earlier conversation, there's some characteristics of the insurance industry, which maybe make that a little easier. Like you're not going to do something that's a throwaway because of the regulatory rigor Correct. that's involved. Yep. So, you know, may, I, may, I may actually have answered my own question. I'm speculating a bit, but, but and in, you know, in terms of your tenure at Farmers so far, you can see a path towards sort of cherry picking out the successful speedboats and then scaling them up without necessarily making a production of it in terms of stakeholder management. Is that a fair summary? Uh, I, I think that's very, very fair. And I, I, you know, one of the things that I've seen it at both companies that I work with, there are a lot of silos that are executing those speedboat type activities within their areas that what I feel, what I typically find is once I find those silos, by conducting an evaluation assessment as we're going in to figure out, well, you know, what does this roadmap and impl implementation plan look like? But when I find those silos, now I'm my mindset is changing from, oh, I got to start from ground zero. You know, really, if I've got enough of these silos doing a data catalog or data quality, the effort it takes for me to jumpstart those efforts because it's already in flight and I've already got stakeholders on board with how we want to move forward is much, much easier, much more manageable, and shows that value much quicker to get others built in and bought off on the program and how we want to move forward. So I absolutely think that find those things you're doing today that you can build upon. Yeah. Uh, even if they're not necessarily where you want to you want to be from a technical standpoint, even if it is Excel and they're doing some sort of catalog, what's the process they use and how can I replicate it? Now, not only am I taking something already in there, I've got another salesman with me to help convince folks of the value because they're doing it. And it allows me to then kind of bring people along on the journey without me being the sole driver and, and explainer of, of what value comes to the organization. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. And, and I've found that as well. And, you know, doing all kinds of change programs, if you can you get some pull, get some pull from the business, it's a lot easier than if you're, you know, you're like, hey, this is sort of famous, right? Like I'm from corporate and I'm here to help. And people are like, yeah, right. No, nobody cares. No, yeah, that, that I'm from corporate and they, they know, they know that you, yeah. that you can't. But when you, when you show that value, man alive, seeing their eyes light up and then seeing, okay, to show me what I have to do. Now I've I've got that 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 doors open and I can build that partnership and that's really what I enjoy, you know. Once that doors open, you're gonna have the best partner to help you along on this journey 
myself, my team, and the expectations I put on my team for helping resolve and helping bring people along, that, in my opinion, is the key to change. I showed you the way. Now I'm going to be there with you as you're going through it. I'm going to show you how to fish. And now once you're ready, I'm going to cut the ties and you're going to be on your own. But realize I'm still that backstop for you. So you always got an out in case you do have questions or problems. And I love that aspect of the work we do uh, going forward. Yeah. Yeah, super. No, that I, I I very much agree, and I think that's uh, that that's great advice. Maybe if I could qu- uh, quickly put you on the spot, you know, any uh, any final thoughts or kind of major predictions on on anything, you know, data wise, insurance industry wise, over you know a, a three to five year horizon. Oh my gosh, you know, uh, I, I will say that. Uh, these uh, the the insurance industry once again. I've been in insurance my entire life. And this is shocking to a lot of people. Uh, it is it, insurance truly is going through a technological evolution, and it is so fun to see some of these new methods and approaches that companies are coming up with for pricing data. You know, we talked a little bit about that product aspect earlier. Uh, it, it's so interesting to see all of the technological innovations that are being thrown out there uh, that are are really changing how people look at insurance, how people buy insurance. You know, in my opinion, the, the, the agent, people are becoming more comfortable with purchasing insurance through a website, through a, a phone or a mobile app. Uh, so I think it presents some very interesting opportunities for our agents and how do they differentiate themselves and show the value that they bring? Because they do bring a significant amount of value to the, to the value chain. But how do they do it a little bit different, given that many people are going through some of the technological uh, components and aspects of, of the insurance buying process? It's, I think it's one of the most exciting industries. Many may, you know, it doesn't have all the fun, the bells, the whistles of a Google, of a Facebook, but uh, the, the, the direction that insurance is heading is, is just so exciting. It's, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it uh, in the, uh, with the organization that I'm with. Awesome. Well, I, I, you know, for, for, I, I agree, actually, as I said, I've done some amount of work in the, uh, the insurance industry. It's a fascinating industry. And I would encourage anyone who has not spent time. If you have, if you have the idea that it's like boring and stodgy, it's a lot more interesting than you think that's, you know, from client work that I've done, I think it's actually, you know, quite an interesting. And, And I think to your point, you know, it's it's been relatively insulated from technological change compared to other industries because of the regulatory firewall complexity. But that that's evolving over time. So, you know, if, if anyone if anyone's looking for a career change into insurance, this is this is a good moment, and we, and we have it from Mark. So, uh, I, you know, I definitely uh, I think that's worth a lot. Well, and any opportunity I get to promote the industry, especially to the younger to the younger folks that are out, I'm going to take full advantage. And I couldn't agree with you more. It's exciting to be in insurance right now, and and I think the the, the just the de- data capabilities that are out there highlight uh, just how exciting the, of an industry this can be going forward. Absolutely good. Well, Mark, thank you so much. I uh, I very much enjoyed our conversation. Uh, uh, again, my guest has been Mark Mar- Mark Marshallak, head of data governance at Farmers Insurance. And uh, thanks so much for joining me today, Mark. Chris, I appreciate the invite and have a good day. I, I enjoy thoroughly enjoyed the conversation.